0: Original nugget there were no changes. All it was was bigger. The nugget came about when I wasn't there that is I, I had built my 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 frolic and uh, and had a great time sailing it in the Golden Gate for uh, a season or so. I was working in a boat factory in Sausalito and riding a motorcycle and having a great time and the great thing about this little frolic is that it was so cheap. You know, you could build the thing for about a dollar a pound, and it weighed wow. 200 pounds. Wow. And uh, and so, uh, uh, well, 200 bucks was serious money in those days to me, but still I was able to build my own boat, which I could, and I could not have done anything as capable for anything like that cost. And that was the initial attraction to the modern trimaran was low cost. It was not speed. Speed was incidental in my view. It was their capabilities, their shoal draft combined with splendid seakeeping properties that made me interested in the the multi-haul from the outset, outset, in the Piver trimaran particularly. I'd had a chance to sail in in Hawaiian catamarans, and I was nonplussed. So much speed for so little control was, was not my cup of tea. And uh, and so all of a sudden here we had this little boat that uh, that really did it, and I went away to work for a while. I, I went up into the Sierras and was building houses there in Squaw Valley prior to the 1960 Winter Olympics, which were held at Squaw Valley. And a friend of mine and I were building houses up there, and uh, I worked through the winter. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've seen it snow three feet overnight, and it made me think of the Caribbean, where I had cut my teeth in sailing. And I really wanted to go back to the Caribbean. So, when springtime rolled around, I went back down to San Francisco Bay and looked up Arthur Piver. And I had the idea that it'd be possible to take the 16-foot frolic, which which was it, it, whose length was determined by putting two sheets of eight-foot plywood end for end. You know, that's right. why it came out to be a 16-footer. Yeah. And uh, I thought, hey, man, all we've got to do is add another sheet of plywood, and that thing will be 24 feet long, which to us at the time was huge, you know. It was enormous. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I approached piper with this idea, and he said, oh, well, we've already got one. There's this guy over in San Francisco who's built one. Here's the plans. I drew this up for this guy. His name was Carlton Eugene. He was an auto upholstery man in San Francisco. And uh, so I uh, I looked up uh, Carlton Eugene and made arrangements to go for a sail with him. And again, we went out into the Golden Gate. If you go uh, 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 about a mile out through the throat of the gate, you encounter a big shoal on the north side. It's called the Potato Patch. And uh, in, in nasty conditions, it's a terrible place. But uh, on this day, it was... <laughs> Possible for us to venture into the potato patch with this 24-foot frolic that Piver called Nugget, and uh, we we did that. Carlton, Eugene, and I uh, w- went out there, and uh, I was again g- quite taken with the uh, performance of the boat, and and uh, and it looked it just looked to me like something that I could build, and if I put a little cutty cabin on it, just enough to get inside, out of the spray uh, and out of the sun. Just a just a cutty, just a little coach roof, no more than the top of a Volkswagen Beetle. If I if I put that on there, the, the actually the Nugget was designed like the Frolic to be an open day sailor. The mm-hmm. Frolic was a two place, two person open day sailor, and the Nugget was a four place open day sailor. You could take four people. And I figured that uh, I would be alone, or maybe with one other person, I didn't know who, uh, but with a little cutty cabin on there, I figured that uh, we could, you know, bop on down the coast and, uh, and uh, work our way for Panama <laughs> to get back into the Caribbean. Uh, I thought that uh, the, the great thing about the boat was that it would be beachable. And uh, if we were to encounter really threatening conditions, conditions, we could always save ourselves. Even if we damaged or destroyed the boat, we could always get in someplace, you know, because the right. boat had shallow draft. And so uh, I, uh, I was uh, so pleased to, to see this uh, 24-foot nugget, and I went back and told Piver what I wanted to do with it. Uh, uh, incidentally, Piver and I had really had something in common. We both had big schooners in our background. His family had owned a beautiful, big, traditional wooden gaff schooner called uh, the Eloise, and uh, Piver had sailed in it in Hawaii and so on. And, and, uh, and I had come from the Caribbean where I was sailing in, uh, in a really big boat uh, at the end, a uh, 150-foot boat. Uh, steel staple schooner most of my experience was in big boats and uh, I actually came to, to San Francisco in order to learn about fiberglass were the, there was a fiberglass was new stuff and there was a company in Sausalito there that was building the first large fiberglass boat in the United States and I was able to get on with them and learn about fiberglass uh, which was a very important part of my, my education um although uh, uh, I never was into fiberglass boats. Uh, I was into wooden boats that were sheathed with fiberglass, and that's the way I built my nugget after sailing with Carlton Eugene. I I built my nugget and fiberglassed the daylights out of it because uh, I, I understood what it could do for a wooden structure. And um, in the meantime, there... Uh, I, uh, I I bumped into a gal who uh, became my wife, and we have our 57th anniversary coming. Wow! In, in a month or so, and uh, 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 we decided that we would take the whole trip together. That is, uh, I was going to go to the Caribbean in this <laughs> uh, big frolic, and uh, she was determined to go with me. And so the nugget now. It was slightly different than the frolic, but it had the same basic configuration. That is, uh, uh, it had very long buoyant float bows to give them enough displacement to keep them from from diving, and it, uh, had the uh, the V-bottomed main hull with shallow ends, and the floats were not flat-bottomed as in the frolic. They were also V-bottomed. In fact, they had a a, uh, a square-on-edge section, a diamond-shaped section in the floats of the original nugget. But it also had a big, deep centerboard board and a really big, beautiful, powerful rudder. And uh, I, I had something to do with, uh, you know, uh, designing and building that stuff uh, because had my frolic experience and realized how important they were. And uh, I was building the boat uh, when I met Joanna. Yeah. It had a rig very much like the frolic, a double diamond rig with a small four triangle, a long main boom, low aspect mainsail, and uh, all of the basic features of the, of the frolic. And, and it, too, performed marvelously. Uh, it was not a race boat. It was intended to be utilitarian. You know, I wanted to make a voyage in this thing. And so it had the, the little cutty cabin with a, just a slot-type bunk in the forebody of the main hall and a similar small bunk in the afterbody of the main hall. And uh, and anyway, we took off, and uh, I don't know, if listeners are interested in in, uh, the adventure that we had in that boat, uh, it was uh, (laughs) like uh, (laughs) beyond human experience. Uh, I've written about it. That appears in chapters, I think, three and four in my book uh, Among the Multi-Hulls, which is, uh, with your participation, is now available on Amazon. Yeah. I will link to those Jim I will link to the the chapter videos and the chapter descriptions for that book as part of this post okay yeah there's a, there's a little video um, online that goes with each chapter in the book and so uh, listeners uh, now can uh, get get an idea what they looked like what these these, uh, these early small primer really looked like well Jim thank you so much for sharing about that um I, I We hope to to do another follow-up on this interview and and talk a little bit more about your experience as you uh, took that uh, piver nugget that you built and then uh, headed to Mexico. I think you've got some interesting things to share there, but I want to thank you so much for being on this call today and sharing this little audio with us here on Small Trimorans. Hey, you're very welcome, Joe. And uh, I, I think we should do more of this stuff. It's uh, it's it's fun to tell the stories. Uh, I could I could read them out loud, but it's more fun to tell them. <laughs> oh, we love <laughs> we love to hear your stories, Jim. Thank okay. you so much for sharing. <laughs> okay. Bye bye.